My name is Ryan Luke Winslade, and I am a PK and middle child. I know what it's like to be a misfit, an oddball, a weirdo, but I'm okay with that. If you're like me, you are most certainly welcome. Even if you're not, you'll hopefully enjoy yourself here on Pastor's Middle Kid anyway. We'll talk about stuff and look at things a little differently. Alright, let's get started. Welcome to the next 40-something wonderful minutes of your life. This is Pastor's Middle Kid. My name's Ryan Luke. And today on the show, Pastor's Middle Kid episode 35, I have my friend Austin Wright once again returning to talk about a few different things that uh, God was speaking to him about recently, including love and creating with a purpose, and also about how he doesn't really like watching movies, and I do. So we have a, uh, a bit of a discussion about all these things, and I feel like it will be a good episode for you to listen to. Um, yeah, also, I'm sure you're wondering if you've been following along PMK for the last little while. I've been trying to fundraise to take the School of Communication and Digital Influence at YOM Newcastle. I am almost at the point where I'm able to sit in lectures. I've been uh, participating in different team activities already, such as orientation and team hangouts and stuff, but I'm not able to actually sit in the lectures yet uh, because I don't quite have enough money to uh, clear the staff debt that I accumulated at YOM Newcastle prior to this school. So in order to take the school at time of recording, I still need about $1,200 that is to begin the school, uh, and beyond that, I'll need the cost of the course as well. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty hard to be honest. Um, yeah, <laughs> even recording this intro while my classmates are, are in the room uh, listening to Kenny Jackson from YOM Kona talking about the origins of communication and the need for it. And yeah, so I'm kind of not sitting in that teaching, but God is good. And I really believe that I'm supposed to take this school and to not be deterred uh, by these first few days of not being in lectures. Um, Yeah, and I would appreciate your prayer so that I can get further equipped in the area of communication and developing my skills in podcasting and writing and songwriting and acting and performing and a whole variety of things that I feel like I'm supposed to be getting better at yeah i'd appreciate your prayer and if at all you feel as if you would like to uh, support me financially to help me get into uh, this next three month season of my life then by all means um, i would appreciate that and you can do that at ym newcastle's website or through paypal or direct deposit if you're australian anyway uh, let's move on So this week I have been really, really getting into Adam Young's album RMS Titanic, which is about the sinking of the famous ship. Uh, And it is not the soundtrack from the movie, uh, contrary to popular belief. So he's written his own soundtrack, his own themes and everything to go along with the, uh, the whole 
story of the Titanic sinking. And it, yeah, it, it's a very emotional journey and primarily piano-based in parts. So I think that's why I kind of really get along uh, with this album probably better than I did with Apollo 11 that I previewed last week. But this song playing underneath me is called Southampton. It's the first song from the album. And the one that I'll play at the end is my personal favorite, which is called Maiden Voyage. Great. So if you like uh, some kind of European-influenced, almost aristocratic uh, instrumental music, then I think you will really like this album. Again, it's Adam Young, who is our city, but in this particular project, he's going by his real name. uh, And he is writing scores uh, about historical events like the moon landing and the titanic and next week i'll show you another one so this is rms titanic and it is free for download on his website or you can buy it or stream it whatever you want to do yeah i think i think you're really gonna like it all right have fun I have a question for you. All right. What do you call a can from Australia? Oh, no. I don't know. An Oz 10. Welcome back to the Pastors <laughs> Middle oh, Kid, Austin. No. Oh, How long have you been holding on to that one for? Uh, like the last 10 minutes. Oh, um, nice. That was pretty bad. <laughs> My apologies, everyone. Um, but, well, heck, we're back into it. So, uh, yeah. Austin, this is your third time on Pastors Middle Kid. This is my third. Uh, and it's actually the third time we're recording it. We're playing with the... Uh, with the time here. With time. Um, it's weird. But yeah, that's right. Because this will be released at time of recording in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've already recorded one which will be released in like seven weeks' time. And it's... Yeah. Whoa, it's crazy. Things are getting weird. But, I mean, past me is going to be talking in the future. You're going to hear past me talk about what's going on in the future in like seven weeks. So that'll be fine. I mean, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and on top of that, uh, you're going to hear past Austin talking in the future about something that happened way in the past that is released at present in the future. So really what's happening here is we're putting the past in past as middle kid. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's, that's a bit of a freebie for you guys. That isn't exactly what we're going to be talking about today. But uh, it is, it's great to have you back on the program. Oh, I'm happy to be back, man. Wonderful. That's good. I hate to have an unhappy guest. <laughs> um, great. So the, uh, the listeners at home, I'm sure, uh, may be familiar with you. I'm so certain that it's a, a chance okay. that isn't complete. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> I'll just briefly state, I met you when you were on your School of Music and Missions yeah. at YOM Newcastle. Yeah, and I myself did that a year prior to you taking the course, so I know what it's all about. And we're not going to get into that. If you want to hear about it, go back and listen to episode whatever it was, mm-hmm. like twenty or something, or then one that's going to be released in about seven weeks from now, or that's five right. weeks from now. Uh, Will it be about five weeks? Whenever the album comes out, sometime in the future. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but look forward to that because not only <laughs> Austin, but also three uh, 
two. Not not only Austin, but two other members of his band, Arbor Lungs, who uh, just toured New Zealand for a couple of months, uh, will be on that episode as well. So yeah, it's a, it's one to look forward to. It was a very very fun interview, Definitely. and uh, you'll get to hear parts of Arbor Lungs' uh, debut mm. and probably only release uh, broken down into uh, into a fun fun number of stories and and uh, the process everything being laid bare and all that so it's mm. a it's a good one uh, so look forward to that uh, sometime in the future yeah. so Austin I yeah. uh, right before we hit record we were discussing what we we're going to talk about and yeah. as far as the more uh, Christian side of things of this podcast go uh, I wanted to ask what are a couple of things that you've been learning lately that God's mm. been uh, teaching to you and and then we'll go a bit in depth on both of them yeah so like the first thing God really taught me and honestly just smashed my mind it was basically just about love like unconditional love like what that really looks like from his perspective and like really how he loves me and then through that like how I can like how he wants to pour that love out through me, mm-hmm. like whether it was towards my band members or whether it's towards just anybody in general. Yeah. And the second thing is really just giving me a purpose to create, like prior, just never, like just kind of created for whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's really just having a purpose to, yeah, purpose behind my creation, I guess is yeah, the best way to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with this first one, love. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it that really brought about this revelation? Was there a moment that triggered something? Yeah. So basically, we were down like in Queenstown. We had just finished a couple of shows down there. Mm. I guess the band, and then and we were, probably had the best burger of your life at Ferg Burger. Ferg Burger, definitely. I don't know. It's up there, but I don't know if it's the best. We okay. might talk about that later. But okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's well, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> I've been to North America, so I know that I know the potential of yeah. burgers and uh, New Zealand's. It's really Ferg good. Burger is. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe it isn't quite the best, but it's working its way up. Yeah. So I think we were driving from Queenstown to Wanaka. I'm pretty sure is where we're going. Okay. Just visit some friends with Stevie. And yeah. I think you met them, Alistair and Jeannie. Yeah. But um, basically as we're driving, it's just like I overheard somebody talking about just how, yeah, like their family member got cheated on, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, but they still, like they're married, but still in that relationship, they still decide to pursue and still love the person and still work through all these things. And in my mind, I'm like, God, I could not do that. And then, yeah, just all of a sudden, like I hear him say to me, he's like, I do that for you every single day. Wow. And it's just like, I don't know, that just blew my mind of like, I don't know, I always knew like cheating on God or whatever. I was kind of like, yeah, we do it, don't really know what it means. And then all of a sudden that just kind of shattered my whole mindset of like, wow, like, God loves me that much that no matter how many times I break his heart, like, he'll still love me. And it's like it was something I could actually relate to. Mm-hmm. And then through that, it's, like, really taught me how to love, like, the other members of my band a lot more. Like, love the people I met a lot more. Mm-hmm. And kind of love out of a love that's not my own. Yeah. Because, like, my own is kind of limited, but his is really, yeah, limitless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool just to find... A new understanding of love, or a deeper understanding, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it puts things in perspective, for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, 18, I, I read a book by Francine Rivers called Redeeming Love, which uh, 
yeah admittedly it's a bit girly um <laughs> and and it's, it's it's very much a christian girl book to read yeah uh but but i read it and some some guys read it and i cried in a couple of places and not ashamed to admit that uh but it's really a uh let's say a a country western depiction of the book of hosea mm. so setting it in the whatever 1800s in america Sweet. and so it was a, it was really interesting but basically the story of hosea um the the prophet in the bible is that god told him to marry a prostitute mm. named goma and he reluctantly um obliged and so he he married this this prostitute and then their first child god gave them a prophetic name and they said mm. it's going to be something like god redeems israel well yeah. that's what the name will mean and so he gave them these uh pretty bizarre sounding names but they had real real prophetic sig- significance yeah. and um <laughs> among among uh all the all the revelation that god was giving to hosea and to mm. israel through him goma ran away and went back to prostitution mm. and so God told Hosea to go after her and bring her home. Wow. And then <laughs> imagine yeah. imagine the humility required for that because it's it's human nature to say no, I mm. I don't want that. She hurt yeah. me. She doesn't deserve yeah. the security, the love that I have to give. Yeah. And isn't that it's kind of defeating That's the purpose insane. of love. Yeah. Um because love in itself is selfless mm-hmm. love in itself <laughs> is selfless what a sentence um, it's wow yeah and it didn't just happen once but it happened multiple times and each time God prompted and even implored Hosea to go after Goma and yeah. to bring her home and in that way he was showing his relentless pursuit of Israel his relentless pursuit of everyone's hearts um, kind of like what mm the the revelation that God gave you was and that's uh it's heavy that is really heavy yeah that's mind blowing yeah if we actually allow this this revelation this understanding to permeate our souls if we actually mm-hmm. allow the message to sink in yeah. instead of just saying well that's that's big whatever wow I don't think I could do that yeah um then it can change things. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that revelation of love is one that is one that we all need. Definitely. Um, yeah. So how how do you think? Huh, what does that look like for somebody that say isn't married, somebody that doesn't have a spouse cheat on them? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel that we can go about this kind of selfless love with people in everyday scenarios? Hmm. I think it's just really not holding back, like no matter what, you just, mm. I think taking the risk of just being open to somebody, whether I guess it's marriage or not, mm-hmm. or, yeah, that's a hard question, but mm. it's like, it's just definitely like approaching the thing in the way of just, yeah, loving with no bounds, but also finding how to love without, like it being of yourself, mm-hmm. which is a tricky thing to say, and I think that means something very different for every one of us, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? I think it goes beyond um, 
yeah the the fact that it's within a marriage is is one thing but i really feel like it is applicable mm. and could be um quite relevant in many different areas of our lives whether okay. that is our grandparent who chooses to not talk with us who mm. chooses to ignore us because we are christian or mm. um or something like that like a co-worker who's always giving us crap yeah. um it's, I guess it's the relentless pursuit of reconciliation. Yeah. It's the relentless pursuit of peace and, uh, and wholeness in relationship. Mm. Um, and that might look like us getting ignored or getting punched in the face, um, <laughs> but always going after that. Yeah. Um, and we, we can even, yeah, we can tie this into even your experience in our belongs touring mm-hmm. um, and my experience the year before at yeah. Ransom Mystic <laughs> with with School of Music and Missions you are thrust into this band yeah. you don't have a say in who's in the band <laughs> like you do in the outside world yeah. it's it's an experience for six months yeah. um, with the express purpose of being that six month experience yeah. it's not you yeah. are going to be in this band for the next 15 years yeah. good luck <laughs> Uh, it, it's very much a it's a temporary thing but mm-hmm. you first of all learn so much about the people that you're with oh, definitely what makes them tick what <laughs> ticks them off yeah and um, <laughs> and at the same time you learn so much about this pursuit of love definitely despite uh, differences mm-hmm. despite qualms and fights and, mm-hmm. uh, and disagreements and, and all that so was there ever a time you don't have to name names, but was there ever a time in uh, in your tours where there was ever a uh, a profound expression of reconciliation between band members, or it doesn't necessarily have to be a big thing, but yeah, I mean, there was even a story where just like one of the band members like just used something that basically wasn't supposed to use, and it was like made some of the other people upset and Mm -hmm. like it was a small thing to him but to the others it was big Mm -hmm. like and it had large repercussions in the sense of like they just thought it was disrespectful or whatever and basically like what he did is like even though technically he didn't see he was in the wrong didn't see that like anything was wrong with it he still like just humbled himself turned around he's like I'm sorry for this like I know it offended you like right away did not think about it did not try and think of other excuses just turned around apologized for it tried to work it out like before it got big before it got mm-hmm. like he could have left it and it might have passed over might have blown over but he didn't like he took that time to just turn around and make the simple apology make the reconciliation yeah and i think honestly like that made the re- like relationships between them just so much stronger mm-hmm because it's like you can really see somebody's heart when they try to reconcile somebody yeah 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 that's yeah that's that's something um, especially yeah. when we don't see that we're in the wrong yeah uh, seeking the reconciliation and like you said humbling ourselves that's yeah yeah that's that's always a very very powerful display of of love and it's it's good to have that sorted out afterwards like if there was if there was actually an, a misunderstanding of what was okay and what wasn't mm-hmm. um, 
so in uh, someone, someone behind us is having trouble <laughs> starting <laughs> their car. Um, sounds it almost like sounds me. like your beatbox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 definitely one that um, mm-hmm. that we can, I guess, we can all work on. Definitely. Um, in displaying the love of Jesus. Yeah. Never easy. And, and I'm sure there were times where Jesus, okay, he didn't sin. That was kind of the yeah. point of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure there were times where people were offended by what oh, he did. Definitely. And he sought reconciliation and yeah. he sought to ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. um, despite him not offending God. Exactly. Um, yeah, I can't. It's yeah. <laughs> it's uh, amazing, really. Yeah. It's fantastic. All right, so let's yeah. let's move on to this second revelation that you had about creating with a purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah, why don't you outline that a bit more and then we'll flesh that out. Right. I guess it really goes back to, like, first week. Like, I don't, don't want to do too much talking about the school, but also it's, like, just talking about we had lectures. And, like, the first week, um, there was a guy named Stephen Schellert, mm-hmm. and he's from, like, he does work in Kona, like Hawaii, and then he also does some work in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And basically, he was just talking about, like, songwriting. But he was talking about, like, how we all have this ache in our hearts and how we all have, like, that's where we should really be writing from. Like, we're prophets of this generation. We're prophets of this culture. Mm -hmm. And really, like, as a musician, we have so much responsibility in that, I think, as well. Yeah. It's like, I was, like, I always used to just write whatever came to my mind, whatever I was feeling. But it's like, there was no... Not no purpose behind it, but it's like not always my heart was behind it in some ways. Mm -hmm. It's like it wasn't writing from the ache that I had in myself to see a change. It was just writing for the sake of writing, which isn't always a bad thing by any means. But it was just kind of learning that like God has put me in this place to create for a reason. And Mm -hmm. he's given me the gift of being able to songwrite and sing, play music, whatever for a reason and it's not just to kind of like it is to have fun with it because God's got a fun but it's also to see change in the world see like have new messages come through that are positive that aren't just like it's not saying that this world's screwed it's saying you know what there actually is hope in this world there mm-hmm. actually is like singing songs that they don't always have to end in hope but they lead to something more mm-hmm. they don't always end with emptiness or they don't always end with I don't know whatever it's just like they end with at least something leading to hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had the privilege to sit in on that week of lectures as well. I absolutely loved it. Um, <laughs> I mean, Steve, Steve Shallot, his, uh, his album that, that he released last year, was, I think it was the yeah. beginning of last year. Um, yeah, he, he had an album that, that we played all throughout our tour mm-hmm. of, of New Zealand. And... <sighs> I was just trying to find it really sneakily and accidentally clicked on Run Kid Run and they just started playing. Settle down, guys. All part of the fun. So Steve Shallot has an album that we played a lot in uh, in our tour in New Zealand last year and it's called Songs of Sorrow, Songs of Hope. Mm. And, well, it was, it was released at the end of 2014 and it's... Yeah, hearing his heart behind why he creates the way that he does. Um, and like you said, using his prophetic voice to bring, to call, 
to call into being that which is not yet. Yeah. Um, the fact that he, in his songs, he was singing about hope, singing about reconciliation that hasn't happened yet. Mm. He's singing about uh, laying down our arms and seeking peace and that hasn't happened yet in so many different places. He has a purpose behind what he's creating and he gets to express himself, which is what creativity is all about, but he actually has an end goal in mind. Mm. And I think that makes the difference. I definitely agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. I was talking with a coworker of mine a while ago about different songs um, that that we listen to when we feel a certain way. And uh, we had this fun little circular conversation and it was when when I feel anxiety or if I feel angsty, if I just feel teenage angst, <laughs> I, just, I just think I need to listen to some kind of punk rock and I need to get it out there. Um, might have some screaming, might just have really throaty vocals and, and soaring guitar lines or something, but it's, yeah, that's what I listen to. And in a way, listening to music that suits the mood that you have, it kind of validates what you feel. Definitely. And so it gives you more reason to continue feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something that my coworker said was, she, when she's feeling down, when she's feeling sad and depressed, she might listen to a song or two that help her express how she feels in that moment. But then she'll change it and she'll put on songs that are uplifting, that are hopeful, um, because that will help usher in that which is not yet. And and that's uh, yeah. it, it's funny because. Um, like you said, you said that you were used to just create whatever you felt, yeah. and I definitely did that. And yeah. my <laughs> my years of teenage angst did, did not go without writing about thirty songs, um, uh, all of which Ooh. wish they were good punk rock, and none of which were. Um, and yeah, that was that was me trying to express the way that I felt, and whenever I played those songs, it would bring that back. That's mm. not really what it's about if we're embracing our purpose that's kind of what Steve was getting at with his teaching Uh, so was there a way that you changed the way you approached creativity after after that week with Steve Charlotte right yeah I mean it was just looking at the way like the lyrics that I was really putting to the songs and looking where my heart was at Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely just trying to figure out like where I'm leading the song like in the end where does it resolve or like so if it does resolve what does it resolve to does it resolve to leaving me feeling the same way like I got hurt and I'm still hurt or Mm -hmm. does it leave me I got hurt but I'm processing it and or like I got hurt and this I got over it like I know that's a general example but Mm -hmm. kind of in that sense of just like where does it leave you in the end like for me personally I would write songs where it's like sometimes it just left me like ouch and I think sometimes you need to write those songs. Like yeah. personally, sometimes I need to write those songs, but they're not usually for other people. It's just for my own heart. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, like, but it was just like really intentionally looking at the lyrics, looking at really what I was saying. Yeah. And taking care that the message I'm putting out is in the end uplifting in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like 
it can have sad parts it can have parts where I'm angry but in the end like parts where it just it leads to something it doesn't lead to nothing it doesn't lead to I feel this way I feel this way still feel this way and maybe by the end of the song I feel worse about this it's I feel this way and it points me in a direction which is kind of like it goes along with the ushering like in a new generation ushering mm. in a new culture is kind of it leads you to a new thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's that's fair enough um, part of my conversation with with my co-worker was the potential to just perpetuate something so mm-hmm. to uh, for me to grow up listening to punk rock yeah that fuels my angst so that I can write angsty songs that fuel other people's angst so they can write angsty songs. So it's just this well-oiled machine of (laughs) angst. Um, There is so much potential to do that. But then at the same time, I'm reminded of um, my my favorite band, Emery. Um, I I listened to a number of podcasts that that those guys put out. And um, something that the lead singer Toby talked about when they first started Emery and they were wanting to be playing in churches and things because they were fresh out of university and wanting to get some kind of crowd, which is usually how it begins with Christians. Yeah. Let's play at churches so <laughs> people come out and pretend to mosh to our songs because yeah. they, they think it's cool. Um, <laughs> he said that the guy that was overseeing it's probably his pastor. He said, yeah, you can play in this church, but your songs they're allowed to be sad and depressing but at the end you have to say Jesus saves everything hmm. Jesus fixed every, all my problems yeah. and he went but yeah. that's not always true true mm-hmm. and while I agree with you that mm. it's really good to have some kind of hope in mind yeah. um, I also agree with what you said about how sometimes you just need to write those songs yeah. that don't resolve but I feel like there's there's a really fine line to tread between allowing one to define you over the other. Mm, um, if your overall expression of creativity, whether that's writing songs or painting or, or mm. writing novels, whatever it is, yeah. if you live your life by that unresolved tension, then that's where you will always be. Exactly. But if you live your life with hope in mind, mm. then that hope, however big or small, will permeate what you write, will change yeah. people's minds as they consume your art. Um, mm. That's kind of what I think about it. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think it takes them on a journey, really. Mm. Like, it takes them on... It brings you... Like, I think when you write songs at different stages and you're writing songs are like... I don't know, it's gonna, I think it's good to leave people at different places, but in the end, like with your, as you were saying, like your overall creative expression, leaving them to a place of hope, I was like, I don't know, I think, honestly, it's good to create, to create, and it's also good to create with a purpose, mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's also something like we really gotta hash out with God as well, mm-hmm. it's like, what's the message that he wants to get out? Yeah. All of us were created with a purpose, mm-hmm. too. And we were created for a purpose, so we could create with a purpose. Mm. So the fact that God <laughs> God created us Whoa. with His purpose in mind yeah. for each of us, um, then it's up for, it's up to us to embrace that purpose that He's given each of us. Yeah. And 
use that purpose in what we create. So for some people, he has made us to um, to perpetuate mm. emotions and things. But like I said, if you live your life by that, it will never be resolved. Exactly. Um, so there, there are there are artists out there that write songs that never resolve, and it's just to fuel people's emotions and it's all about the personal connection mm. after the show or about how they live their lives off the stage and all that type of stuff and then there are some people um, who God has made to build up the church and always be uplifting and you get you get bands that I can't stand like Casting <laughs> Crowns and other ones like that but that's yeah. that's their purpose exactly and uh, I, I read recently a, a novel by Frank Peretti called Monster and at the end he talked about the reason he writes mm. and the reason he writes he said is to build the church of Christ mm-hmm. is to build up the body yeah. and that's the purpose that God gave him to write mm. so it's kind of no wonder that there are so many Christians that read his books um, because that was that was the purpose of them that was the aim yeah. was to challenge and inspire and provoke Christians into action yeah. and there are people that read them that aren't Christians and Holy Spirit reveals himself to them through. Yeah. So that's that's fine. Um, and he's doing what he was meant to do. Mm-hmm. And it's up to each of us to know that purpose and to make God known through that purpose. Definitely. Whether open-air evangelism is your thing, <laughs> like with No Longer Music and Steiger Ministries, or whether it's more of a, I'll talk to you after the show, but yeah. while I'm on stage, I'm just a musician yeah. trying to make his, make his way. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about with you today, Austin, is um, well, not that it's the last thing I, I the want to talk about. The last thing you ever want to talk to me about. Yeah. Okay. The, the very last thing this that, is important. that I ever want to talk to you about is movies. Okay. And the reason being, you and I have slightly <laughs> different opinions on the need or maybe even just personal desire to watch movies. Hmm. Uh, so... <laughs> why don't you why don't you tell our listening audience uh, exactly how many movies you watch on average or how you go about a movie watching experience all right well listening audience hey um, so with movies honestly like if I'm talking about how many times I go to like movie theater it might be twice a year and that's just because I don't know like I'll explain that actually after I cover this next part but okay it's like so also like movies home like at home or like when I'm here in Newcastle it's like I maybe watch one a month if that it might be one every two months Mm -hmm. and most times it's already one I've seen which is kind of funny but um, so basically like the reason behind this is just for me personally like I don't like to sit down by myself and watch a movie it's just I don't know what it is about it but it's just I enjoy being around people Mm-hmm. It's not that I want to talk to you during the movie, but it's just like I like you being there. I like being there, and it's just like we don't have to have any conversation, and it'll be a good night. Like I'll look back on it, I'll be like, "Cool, that was a good night that I spent with this person. We watched a cool movie, mm-hmm. whatever." But it's like if I'm alone, I just I don't know. I look at a movie, I'm like, I just don't really want to do that by myself. Hmm. I don't know. I'm interested to hear like your opinion because it's very different to mine. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what do you? So, in your answer there, I'm kind yeah. of gathering that 
what you get most out of movies is relationship with people. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, fascinating. I <laughs> I watch movies for story. Yeah. I have a fascination with stories. Hmm. And maybe that comes from me having a semi potential for escapism type of brain. <laughs> uh, but I'm a really immersive reader, writer, mm-hmm. movie watcher, video gamer, yeah. um, all these things. I get way into it. So when I watch movies with people, if I haven't seen it before, mm-hmm. I don't really want to talk at all. Mm-hmm during it unless unless I feel like it's one that I could yeah. talk during um, but I don't watch movies for the sake of relationship hmm. always yeah. um, sometimes I do but that's more in the case of me saying I've seen this movie I love it I want you to enjoy it Yeah. which is it's kind of like a hey come with me to my favourite place in the world so you can be awed by it Mm. as opposed to I'm gonna hang out with you (laughs) and oh just so happens we're at my favourite place in the world yeah Uh, it's yeah I think I have I have a different motivation to you um, because I have such an appreciation and enjoyment Mm. in the immersive experience of story Uh, I want other people to come with me into that okay um, to have a joint experience of the movie mm. as opposed to just having a joint experience. I think I get what you're like, saying. So, like, do you prefer to watch it, like, first and then bring in the joint experience? Or do you, like, does it matter to you? Not always. Um, no, I, I enjoy watching movies with people that I haven't seen before. That is watching movies I haven't seen before with <laughs> Not people. With <laughs> I haven't seen this person before, and I watched a movie. Although sometimes those, <laughs> sometimes relationships are built out of that. Exactly, and that's great fun. Except at movie theaters, in which case you go in, <laughs> you get out. I I'd never quite understood the, uh, and I'd be interested to hear your perspective on this. Never quite understood the whole idea of getting together with a group of friends to watch a movie Hmm. so people call you up and say hey we're going to see this movie want to come watch it it starts at 8.30pm we'll get there at at 8.20 so you you rock up you grab some snacks you go into the theatre you sit down you chat for 5 minutes before the the trailers start and then as soon as the movie's done I've had experiences where you just go home Hmm. and that boggles my mind because <laughs> I'm still kind of in the story yeah. but my friends were there for relationship and I was kind of not really there hmm. so maybe I'm the one that's messed up in all this <laughs> <laughs> well I mean you just immersed me in another story of like even going to the movie theater so I mean this is interesting yeah okay okay yeah. I, I enjoy I enjoy the immersive experience yeah. and bring people with me sure um if it's if it's a movie that I've seen before, mm. then I would be okay going to the movies with someone just for the movie yeah. because I want to experience that again and I want yeah. them to experience <laughs> it. Then afterwards, let's go home. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm going to hang out with someone and we go out for a movie, mm-hmm. I want to spend time with them afterwards. Okay. Or beforehand. Yeah. Either way, either starting or ending some kind of outing with a movie. Yeah. 
or even having it in the middle, but but not not just going out to the movie as the one point of connection. Yeah, as like the main and, event. And then going home yeah. because I don't really connect with people hmm. that well unless I'm allowed to talk through movies. Yeah. In which case it usually doesn't happen in movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I'll share my five cents on this. But sure. Yeah, it's just, for me, it's like, I like experiencing things with people. Like, mm-hmm. I like journeying alongside of people. And like, for me, even though we like might not talk it's just it builds a relationship in a sense like we've now shared an experience together whereas mm-hmm. like so I don't really like sharing experiences alone sometimes mm-hmm. it's not that like I'm lonely with it or anything it's just that I enjoy it when I'm with somebody and it's like I don't know it just gets me a lot more excited it gets me a lot more immersed in something when I'm with somebody we experienced it together it's like we're doing life together I know it's a movie but it's like yeah. it's still like we come together we chill like I'm the kind of person that yeah like I could sit there with my friends Hmm. we play video games we say like not actually 10 sentences but for this I'll use 10 sentences as an example Mm -hmm. and it's like we go home and it's a good day like it sounds weird but it's just like spending the quality time with people Mm -hmm. I guess that's kind of like getting into the love languages kind of thing but it's like yeah. yeah the quality time thing for me is huge if just it's not necessarily that you have to say anything. It's just like you're experiencing something together. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think, like, you like the experience and you like being together with people. But maybe, like, yeah. where do you find so that? Here's what's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I took the five languages test and I got quality time as my top one. Yeah. And that is completely evident to everyone. Definitely. Um, hence why I talk with people with a microphone <laughs> between us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, great. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of my... Hmm. Uh, where I'm a bit of a paradox in this. Because Definitely. I really enjoy... I almost treat the story like another person. Hmm. So it's like uh, bringing somebody over to play with a dog. Yeah. But the dog is a story. So the dog's interacting with us yeah. and I'm okay with just being at home with my dog hmm. um, I gotcha because I'm kind of personifying uh, it which is a little weird uh, admittedly I've never said that out loud before I get what you mean though but, okay cool and yeah. the types of video games that you like to play you said you like yeah. to play multiplayer games yeah games that involve a lot of people exactly I personally love one player games <laughs> absolutely love one That's player games or cooperative story games mm-hmm. Uh, where it's all about progressing forward in a story. Yeah. And my older brothers are much more about playing FIFA. So they <laughs> yeah. they play one match and then they yeah. change teams and then they play another match yeah. and it's the same thing over and <laughs> over and it drives me mad because there's no really? progression. Okay. There's no yeah, there's no story arc. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. And manager mode is not the same thing, brothers. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> and yeah. yeah, so it's a uh, I, think I feel like we're getting a couple of different perspectives here. Yeah. Two sides of the spectrum. Definitely. Um, but it does come down to relationship, definitely. Mm. I I would pit myself probably on the the extroverted side of ambivert. Mm-hmm. Um, so slight, slightly more extroverted. I really like being with people. Yeah. And whether we're, like you said, just doing something together but not speaking, yeah. that's okay with me. Yeah. Um, 
obviously I like speaking. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't have a podcast if I didn't. That would be a weird podcast. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, I, I wouldn't exactly say that the... The people that start their own podcasts are the the ones that keep quiet in conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ugh, yeah. Um, okay, so with movies, the movie itself. Yeah. What type of movies do you really enjoy, or or does that not really matter to you? It's definitely. I love something that either really sparks like my mind, and really makes me think. So like Sherlock Holmes kind of things, mm. those kind of detective, like it makes me think. Yeah. And I really get immersed into like the mindset of the person. I'm like what the heck cool. like it really gets your mind working or just like a really good story with like some comedy in it like mm. I'm just the one kind of movie I will say not the one kind of movie but like the main kind of movie I really actually don't like is scary movies yeah like for me it's just I don't like scaring myself and mm. I don't know some people like it some people well, get it if you were with other people then you could scare others I, even <laughs> with them that's the one kind of movie with other people I still won't do yeah that's fair enough (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but it's like I don't know I just like something that it's weird like I love good stories with that Mm -hmm. but also I love like so it's like the Sherlock Holmes the good stories are like the action whatever but I also love like good comedies like Mm -hmm. a really solid comedy is I will love every single time I watch it Yeah. yeah yeah would would you ever feel like a social event had been uh tainted at all if you had watched a mediocre movie so one of those movies that was not good enough to be good but not bad enough to be enjoyably bad Hmm. um if you were stuck with something like one of uh adam sandler's b-grade movies so not happy gilmore exactly so not not one of these ones that people actually enjoy one of these ones that he obviously did for the money um, um, so most of them now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have used Adam yeah. Sandler because some moments in his movies are actually kind of they make you laugh, and yeah. so that makes it a little more enjoyable. But, but if it was something like a like where you feel like you wasted two hours of your life, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, even if you're with someone, mm-hmm. do you feel like that is a waste of time? Um, I feel like the movie's a waste of time. Like, I would feel like I wasted time with that person. Okay, yeah. Um, but, like, would I call the whole experience a waste of time? No. But I think I've wasted an opportunity to connect with them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's a great movie and we're both immersed, like, that's awesome because we're both enjoying it together. Yeah. yeah. But, like, if we're not enjoying it and it just kind of leaves, like, a bad taste in your mouth, like, that mm-hmm. for me is not, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, sometimes for me... Uh, a bad movie can just make the whole thing yeah. not really worth it because <laughs> exactly. regardless of what gets put on, I will be fully in it. And if I realize that I don't want to be fully in it, then I will, uh, yeah, that'll kind of detract from the, the overall experience. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone, to Pastor's Middle Kid. And me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> featuring the wonderful um, Austin. Of the Arbor Lungs. Austin Wright. The, yeah, the Arbalung. I am the last Arbalung in Australia, man. The last Arbalung in Australia. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been great having you back on Dude, the, the it's show. It's fun, man. I mm-hmm. enjoy it. Thanks for having me. Good, no worries. And, uh, yeah, you can follow Pastors Middle Kid on social media, facebook.com forward slash Pastors Middle Kid, or on Twitter, at PMK Podcast, 
or on Patreon. You can uh, donate a couple bucks towards keeping this show up and running and keeping me in missions. Uh, that's Patreon with an E dot com forward slash pastors middle kid. Love to uh, love to hear from you if you have any feedback or if this has encouraged you in any way, then let me know about that. And until next time, Austin's going to beatbox for us to uh, to transition us into oh no into some music. So okay, give me an beat. Thank <laughs> you.